I would pay probably upwards of 100 quid and watch Eric Cantona walk on stage, put his collar up, say the seagull's line, and then just stand there for an hour and a half. OTB AM, live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. The Football Daily on Off The Ball. Hello and welcome to Tuesday's Football Daily. I'm Phil Egan and we'll start with events at the Aviva Stadium last night. Ireland are up and running in Group B of the Euro 2024 qualifiers after a 3-0 win over Gibraltar. It was nil all at halftime. There were boos around the ground when the halftime whistle went. Stephen Kenny brought on Mikey Johnson for Nathan Collins at halftime and Johnson got the first goal within seven minutes of his introduction. Evan Ferguson scored his second international goal just before the hour mark. It was his first competitive goal and Adam Ida opened his account in injury time. He spoke to Nathan Murphy after the game about what it meant to get that first international goal at senior level. I've waited a while for that and obviously it's it's a great feeling. I'm delighted to just get off the mark now. What does it feel like? You know what, to be honest, at the start it it, it didn't really sink in. You know, when the goal went in I think I was a bit confused as to what to do. Um, But when I went in the change room I seen all my family messaging me and and all my friends and just that feeling of like... uh, pressure lifted off my shoulders you know um, it's it's something you dream of when you're a little kid I think everyone wants to score for Ireland and you know I think that was my 15th game tonight and like I said it's been a long time it's just that amazing feeling to, to get off now Nathan also spoke to James McLean who set up the goal for Ferguson and Ida on the night he won his 100th cap it was a special night uh, for me for my family uh, the way I got treated by, by the fans with the president uh the players, the manager, the staff, everyone's been absolutely fantastic in making the night special. And then the only thing left uh, to cap it off was to make sure we got the one. And uh, so, yeah, I couldn't have probably went any better. I remember the night you made your debut and the roar that greeted you that night. Ten years on, are you better able to appreciate moments like this? Oh, you do. Look, as a young player, everything, you know, you, you think you're invincible, you can take on the world. You don't take in the experiences as much. Uh, Nowadays, when you, when you get a bit older, you, you, you appreciate them a lot more. So, um, no, like, like I said, it's, it's been an absolutely fantastic journey and uh, I've loved every second. It's been quite the last six months for Evan Ferguson. He scored for Ireland, he scored in the Premier League, he's even got a new deal with Brighton. I think it's all just gone very quick and it's, you know, I'll have a bit of time now to relax and take it all in. Uh, tonight was, was tough going for 45 minutes. What was your experience of that first half and what was the conversation like in the dressing room at halftime? I think it was a tough 90 minutes. I think they'd done well. They knew what they were going to do and it was frustrating, but I think we needed to just keep doing what we were doing, try moving side to side and tore them out and they leave a gap, which they did. Stephen Kenny said after the game that nothing is impossible in terms of qualifying. He said he's also excited by the prospect of taking on France and the Netherlands in September. The game in Paris is on the 7th of September and it's followed by a game against the Dutch in Dublin on the 10th. It feels like so much damage was done in Athens last Friday with the defeat to Greece, so it'll take some pretty big results to change the minds of many about the future of Stephen Kenny. Mikey Johnson told Nathan about how players deal with the talk of the manager's future. I've talked about this before. If you, if you listen to everything that's going on the outside, then it'll, it'll get you nowhere. Uh, we have to just focus on getting better, uh, improving as a group and getting results. We need, we need results ultimately. Obviously, we want to play good football as well, but we need to get results. And you're going back to Celtic then. New manager, Brendan Rodgers, back in town once again. What are your thoughts on that? Yep, delighted. Um, obviously, a great manager. Um, play great football. Obviously, I learned a lot a lot under him before. Um, 
delighted he's back. If I get the chance to, to work under him again, I'm, I'm delighted. Johnson coming on last night, saw Stephen Kenny switch from a back three to a back four. Is that something we could see more of in the future? Kenny's former assistant at Dundalk, Vinnie Perth, was on OTB AM to look back in the game. He said a back four is the system Kenny has always preferred. I think I've said it enough times on your show, when you play teams that we play against with the style of player we have, you've got to change. And for the first 15 minutes, and I know some people will throw back who the opposition was and that, but this is part of the problem. The first 15 minutes of the second half, I sat there, I looked at Stephen, and I said to myself, Gaffer, that's the first time I've probably seen your team play your way. Okay? Um, And what I mean by that is, that 15 minutes when we went and won the game, and that's what happens in football matches. It's not all pretty for 90 minutes. James McLean on overlaps. Jason, I, there was one stage, I think it was on the 60th minute, where James McLean crosses the ball as the left back and the flat back four. And Jason Knight as the right back almost gets in at the back post. That is, and I'm sorry for boring people, but that's Dane Massey's Deshaun Gannon. That's Stephen Kenny's way of playing. France maintained their 100% start at Group B with a 1-0 win at Hampton the 10-man Greece. Kylian Mbappe scored the only goal of the game from the penalty spot. Greece had former Arsenal defender Konstantinos Mavropanos sent off in the 69th minute for a professional foul on Kolo Mouani. Elsewhere last night, Northern Ireland lost 1-0 to Kazakhstan at Windsor Park in Group H. Michael O'Neill's side conceded in the 88th minute to leave them second from bottom in the group on three points. Their only win was against San Marino. Wales were beaten 2-0 away to Turkey in Group D. Rob Page's side finished the game with 10 men. Joe Morell was shown a straight red card shortly before half-time. Bakayo Saka scored a hat-trick in England's 7-0 win over North Macedonia at Old Trafford. Carrot Southgate side of four wins from four in Group C. The last set of fixtures for this international break take place tonight. Scotland will look to make it four wins from four in Group A. Steve Clark's side hosts Georgia at Hamden Park. Kick-off on that one is 7.45. Belgium are away to Estonia tonight. No Thibaut Courtois for Belgium. The Real Madrid goalkeeper has hit back at Belgium boss Domenico Tedesco. He says he pulled out of the squad due to a knee injury. This was after Tedesco said Courtois had refused to travel for the match because he was offended that he didn't get the captaincy against Austria on Saturday. Kevin De Bruyne is injured. Romelu Lukaku wore the captain's armband instead. Speaking of goalkeepers, Ireland's Courtney Brosnan says the prospect of playing at a first World Cup is becoming a bit more real. Vera Powell's squad plays Zambia in Dublin on Thursday night. It's the first of three warm-up games before this summer's tournament in Australia and New Zealand. Brosnan and the rest of the squad have been in a training camp for the last week ahead of their first major tournament. Coming into camp, it's been like a bit more real than it has because I feel like, like you said, we've been waiting for so long and now it's like, okay, like... We're a bit closer now, so I think, yeah, it's everyone's starting to get that feeling that uh, the World Cup's right around the corner. I think, obviously, it's sort of like building on everything that we did, but not dwelling on it. It's like, that should give us confidence to continue to build and put in performances for the summer, and we're no, we know what we're capable of, but we're not going to be satisfied with that. We obviously want to do well this summer and continue to build, so I think, yeah, that's really important for us. Obviously, everyone's really happy to be in and around each other again we have a great group of girls here and we love spending time with each other and I think yeah it's that like nervous excitement to be able to train and obviously putting in those performances to get on the plane to go this summer. The player that scored the goal to send Ireland to the World Cup Amber Barrett has won the International Goal of the Year award 
for that strike in the playoff win away to Scotland last year. The rest of the winners will be announced at the FAI International Awards later today. One of the players up for an award is Katie McCabe and she was named Arsenal's Player of the Year for the second time after receiving 37% of the vote from supporters. One of McCabe's former clubs, Shelburne, have confirmed this weekend's All-Ireland Cup meeting with Linfield will be Jesse Stapleton's last game for the club. The 18-year-old will move to the WSL next season. Details will be officially announced on the 1st of July. The Kuwait FA has rejected claims one of their players racially abused an Irish player during yesterday's friendly in Austria. Ireland were 3-0 up in the second half when the game was abandoned after an alleged racist remark towards a member of the Irish squad. In a statement last night, Kuwait said the game was stopped due to excessive roughness and tension between the players, and it was only a friendly game. Shamrock Rovers will play the winner of the preliminary qualifying round of the first qualifying round of the Champions League. The preliminary rounds made up of four teams who will play one-off semi-finals and then a final later this month. Those four clubs are Athletic Club de Scaldes from Andorra, Podgorica of Montenegro, Trey Penn from San Marino, or Icelandic side Breda Blick. The final of that competition will take place on the 30th of June. Then the winners will face Rovers in July. The first leg of the tie will be on the 11th or 12th with the second leg the following week. A win in the first round would secure Rovers a Europa Conference League playoff at the very least. The League of Ireland champions played in the group stage of the Conference League last season. And we'll finish up with some transfer news. Chelsea have confirmed the signing of France international Christopher Nkunku from Orby Leipzig. He'll cost €60 million. Euro. The 25-year-olds agreed a six-year deal and is Maurizio Pochettino's first signing as Chelsea boss. Nkunku scored 23 goals in 36 games for Leipzig last season. It was an injury-hit campaign for him which forced him to miss the World Cup. That's it for today's Football Daily. As always, you can subscribe to the OTB Football podcast feed to hear the best football analysis, interviews and stories from Off the Ball. The Football Daily on Off the Ball.